Teachers Talk Film. This is episode 16. I am Pete Ray, joined with my good friend and fellow teacher, Mitchell Maine. How's it going, man? Doing well. Um, I got a little bit of a headache. I don't know if I'm not drinking enough water or if I'm just not sleeping well at night. But I've been getting headaches like the past week. I don't know. Maybe it's just the heat, too. There's a lot of contributing factors, but... I'm doing well. Otherwise, I'm I got my Mamba mentality on fighting through it, um, drinking my water, staying, staying positive. Are you the type of person that like you get a headache and then you get another headache and then it's like, um, maybe I have a brain tumor. and I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah. You diagnose yourself on WebMD and yeah, you have terminal brain tumor and it's all downhill. No, I feel like I do think it, it's it's sleep exhaustion, I think, because like I'll take a nap and then I'll feel golden afterwards, but then I'll sleep terrible at night. That's the cutoff or the trade off. You sleep well at night if you don't nap throughout the day, but then you just feel miserable the whole day or you take a midday nap, feel good during during the day and then you can't sleep at night. And I napped yesterday, so I'm paying for it today. So you're just like a baby pretty much. Pretty much, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, especially in the summer when like your sleep schedule, like you like go to bed super late, wake up kind of early, do your running, whatever your exercise, and then you just do nothing the rest of the day. Like you're going to fall asleep, of course. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's summer, man. Shouldn't you be getting the best sleep of the year now? You have nothing to do. You'd think so. I'm actually getting tested for um, sleep apnea next month. So I'm getting like a, I'm going in and like, I'm getting one of those like CPAP machines that I'm going to look like Darth Vader. Um, nice. And so like, I'm, I'm thinking they're going to say you have sleep apnea and I'm going to get one of those sleep apnea machines. Dude, you got to put like, uh, yeah, you got to spray paint that black, put some stickers on it. That would be uh that'd be pretty cool. Dude, just walk around with it, walk <laughs> to school with my my sleep apnea mask on. Does that make you feel grown up? Like you're you finally become an adult that you have to go get tested for sleep apnea? Too grown up, I would say. I don't want that. Um, but it's probably for my benefit and for my wife's benefit too. She says, like, she'll like kick me in the middle of the night to see if I'm breathing still and like all like kind of thing <laughs> um, hey man yeah <laughs> it's intense dude she um she checks like my some like a pulse oximeter do you know what that is a pulse oximeter it like tests your oxygen levels or whatever no idea and i guess if like you drop below 90 like that's bothersome like there's something going on i guess i've been in like the 70s um Here's a question. Is our podcast like art where if the artist dies, like it becomes more valuable? Does, would our podcast become valuable <laughs> if you die? Is that what it takes to get some fan base growing? Maybe. <laughs> Is it worth it? Maybe. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. No, I don't know. It's like um, like l the little peep effect. Like when you pass on, like your music, your art becomes that much more popular. I guess we'll never know. I hope, I hope we'll never know, I guess. Yeah. yeah. 
you'll continue well, it if whatever happens. If I don't wake up through my Darth Vader mask, you'll continue TTF. No, no, I would not. I wouldn't even do it one more. I I do one five minute episode that was like, hey, he died, man. Um, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Peace out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd play that. I'd play you talking at the end for yeah. that. That'd be that might shed some tears for some people. Yeah. Yeah. They can get into morbid very quickly. Well, you mentioned little peep, which uh really leads us into the next thing I wanted to talk about, which is, uh, I mean, the rap game, music. And uh, Drake just released... Uh, Drake? A, a, <laughs> Drake just released the surprise summer album, uh, Honestly, never mind. And you said you haven't listened to it, but you also said that you have some things to say. So I'm interested what you have to say. Whenever I think of Drake now, I think you did you know what I was referring to with the Drake thing? Seinfeld? No, there's this video of um, I believe it's Soldier Boy. It is Soldier Boy, but he's on like Sway in the Morning or Funk Flex, one of those hip hop radio shows. Yeah. And like they're talking about like how like Soldier Boy was claiming like he's the originator or something, and then oh, is this for? He's like, Drake stole my whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've seen someone that. brings up Drake and he's just like, Drake. <laughs> it turned into this big meme. Um, yeah. Honestly, I've never, I, <sighs> Drake is like the Steph Curry of basketball. I think, like, Ooh. I respect him. But anytime I hear him take his shots, I just feel nausea. I feel nausea and I'm going to make another Steph Curry reference later in this pod. Um, Mm. But I feel nausea when I listen to Drake. Sometimes I feel nausea when I watch Steph Curry. I like a lot of Drake songs. Like he's put out so much music, like you're bound to like some. Um, This is what I did. Like I opened up my Spotify. I listened to the first like 30 seconds of the first song. And this is not the good music consumer that I believe that I am. Um, I played the first 30 seconds and it felt like I was just like shopping at Forever 21. And I was like, I'm good. I don't need to listen to this. And I'm glad I didn't. Um, I mean, maybe I'll circle back to it at some point, but I'm hearing not good things about Honestly Nevermind. Yeah, so... Your Steph Curry comparison is great because that's kind of how I feel about Drake and Steph Curry at the same time. I really want to like them and I just don't. Uh, and especially Drake, every time he comes out with an album, I'm like, I, re- I really want to like this. Like I would really just like to like this and I never do. Uh, like in high school when he was, I don't know, kind of unknown I feel like he had songs that I listened to a lot. And Last liked. name ever. First yeah. name greatest. Like a sprained ankle boy. Ain't nothing to play with. Started on. Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> yeah. And I get like everybody changes. Uh, and I think it's good when musicians change. But now, Certified Lover Boy 
was stinky, stinky, stinky. And <laughs> this, I listened to it the first time I listened to it. Like, I just didn't listen to it, if that makes sense. I I put it on and I maybe heard one song. Like, it it just did not, I, I took no nothing away from it. And I was like, you know what, I should listen to it again. And uh, it's just, no, not for me. I added one song and I'll never listen to the rest of them ever again. So I, I Drake, Drake, this comes from the heart. I really want to like you, but I just can't, man. I'm sorry. Is the song that you like the one with 21 Savage on it? No, it is not. Okay. I, again, I tried to like that song and I did not like it. Yeah. I, yeah, I heard that was like the one that kind of saved the album, but yeah. Um, certified lover boy. I didn't like that either. I like, he'll drop a song, like he'll drop a 20 song album. And there's like one song that's catchy enough for me to like listen to over and over with certified lover boy. It was, um, no friends in the industry. My brother's been my brother's, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. He says a bad word after that. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say it, but that was a good song. Um, kind of, I mean, it's Drake, 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 <laughs> not a huge fan. Yeah. Yeah, but I want to try. I keep trying, but maybe I should just give up. I get why people are fans, but not for me. Yeah. And the like, uh, I don't know if you listen to it, let me know. Because I feel like the beats are like the beats are catchy, but everything else, um, everything else means nothing to me. And the beats aren't catchy enough for me to be like, yeah, I want to listen to this more. Was my shopping at Forever 21 comparison, is that accurate throughout the whole album? I, I honestly couldn't even tell you because I remember the one song that I added and then the rest I immediately erased from my memory. Yeah, just in and so out. So I would say yes, probably. Do you remember <laughs> shopping at Forever 21? Do you remember the, listen you, the music you listened to? I don't because I just wanted to get out of there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You wanted to get your little tankinis and get home. <laughs> I think that's a girl's store, so I don't know if I should be insulted by what you're saying right now. Um, if you want to, if you feel like it. <laughs> you think I'd look good in a tankini, though? I'm, I'm all about it. I'll do it for you. Um, I will neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> I will just move on. <laughs> uh. So the movie we're talking about today, Independence Day. I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. Before we get into it, a very important question for you: the uh, aliens. Do you believe in them? Do they exist? Extraterrestrial organisms. Do I believe in aliens? Is the sky blue? Ooh. So that's a big yes. Yes. Big yes. Big yes. Um, let me hear what you think before I go into my spiel. I, I'm with you. I don't think I'm a, as big of a yes. I think my real, I mean, I want there to be aliens. I think that's the underlying thing. I, I think it'd be really cool if there were aliens. So I believe in them. I just want to see one, man. That'd be so cool, but it's just not happened for me yet. You? Yeah, I mean, I got one in my closet right now. He's got a weird light lit up finger. He drives me crazy. Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I believe in them. I think like I feel like it's incredibly close-minded to think that like we're the only beings in the universe. And like to not get like cheesy and like, you know, like cosmic talk and all that, like we're we're merely specks in this whole intergalactic existence that is everything quite literally everything um like i feel like we would all benefit from a trip on a rocket ship up into the moon where we were looking down at earth i think that would end a lot of wars in relation to like borders and things like that because we're literally all in the same place and we're all just chopping each other's heads off for no reason um but i think like seeing that and then understanding like there is another race out there and if they did come to try to get us the alien race like what's the point of political parties going against each other and different countries fighting against each other like we're the human race we're gonna have to bond together to take down the aliens if that were to ever come um but I think there's definitely something else out there, man. I mean, obviously I can't confirm it, um, but I believe it. And people will make like the God argument, like um, I, God could have his hand in aliens too. We don't know. Obviously it hasn't been documented, but there's, I feel like there is something else out there for sure. All right. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. Um, and maybe you're right. The only thing that could, uh, could save this planet and the conflicts that arise on it are aliens show up and uh, try and destroy us, which is probably the theme of the movie that we're talking about today. Exactly. I I do think it would be hilarious if aliens showed up and we're just really stupid. Like we're clearly just way dumber than humans. And like the ship that they showed up on was like out of gas and broken and they needed our help to like fix it. Cause every alien movie, it's like, they're, they're way better and more powerful than us. How funny would it be if they just showed up and we're just really, really stupid? What would, cool. how would we react to I would keep one as a pet <laughs> <laughs> class pet. Oh, a class pet even yeah. better. This is Dexter. Um, yeah, I'll just name my alien Dexter. He's just chilling in the back class. If you turn in your work early, you can spend the rest of class with Dexter. <laughs> oh, I think that says a lot about you, that you uh, take an inferior species and just turn it into a pet immediately. Control, baby. I'm all about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just learned a lot about your teaching style right yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, would you, you would just let them go aimlessly? Is that what you're saying? Um, let's see. If they were just dumb. Yeah. And non-threatening. I think that's the big thing. Non-threatening. Yeah, I guess that is kind of what we do with those types of things is we uh, domesticate them. Um, I don't have a pet, though, so I don't really want an alien as a pet. <laughs> Maybe I would uh, I'd train them and... Like start the uh, start a new little circus up. Nah, that's cool. Yeah, make some alien, alien circus. 
I think that says a lot about your character. You're taking <laughs> someone's inferiority and hoping to monetize from it. Hey, it's America, baby. It's America. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What a start. What a start. Um, you want to get into this movie or you want to keep talking about aliens? Um, can I ask you one question? Of course. If there was like an alien invasion, would you and you had like the opportunity to pair up with one fictional movie character or TV show character, who would it be? Oh, my goodness. You and them versus the aliens. Am I trying to survive? Absolutely. I'll say mine's Rick from Rick and Morty. Mm, I've never watched Rick and Morty. I've seen like a few episodes, never gotten into it, though. Do I need to? Uh, Either way, I wouldn't judge you. Okay. Well, explain your reasoning why that would be your guy. He just has so much experience with intergalactic warfare and different species. He would be able to take down any alien that came our way. So I would feel totally confident I would be able to survive. I'm going to take... Um, I'm going to take, I'm going to take, I mean, Darth Vader's popping into my mind because we mentioned him and I would definitely feel safe with him. He ain't messing around. Would the force be able to like, would it still apply with aliens? Yeah. Isn't Star Wars full of a bunch of aliens? Yeah, I get. As I was saying that, that may have been the worst question you've asked on this podcast. (laughs) We'll we'll cut it off. We'll cut it out of the (laughs) podcast. Again, I have the control of doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm taking Darth Vader. He, I'll be safe. I'll be just fine. That's a good choice. Good choice. Okay, Independence Day. Um, Here's the synopsis. A giant alien mothership enters orbit around Earth and deploys several dozen saucer-shaped destroyer spacecraft that quickly lay waste to major cities around the planet. A plan is devised to gain access to the interior of the alien mothership in space in order to plant a nuclear missile. You're laughing at the synopsis already. This is a Roland Emmerich movie who he's kind of known for making just like disaster movies features Will Smith, uh, Jeff Goldblum, um, the laughs. Let's let's get into it. (laughs) Just the most ridiculous log line I think I've ever heard. Um, Well, and I I mean, I copy pasted it and I even cut some stuff out of it. It was even longer. So, yeah, it was even more ridiculous. It's just all over the place like this movie is. Um, I was going to ask you a question to start us off. There are like three different storylines, especially in like the first like two acts of this movie. It's like the the Will Smith, known as Steve Hiller, I believe, his girlfriend Jasmine and then her son. And then it's um, David, played by Jeff Goldblum, his wife. And then the president, which just on the record, just why can't we have a president like this guy? He seems way chill. He's young. He's hands on. He's in that fighter jet trying to save this great country. Um, That was probably one of the biggest takeaways. This dude is awesome. Um, And then there is the Miguel and the Russ and the rest of that family storyline. What which one? 
appeals to you the most? Uh, definitely the Jeff Goldblum. I, I mean, I just like his character. So I think his storyline is the the one I like the most. That's a great question. Um, and then, yeah, the fact that he does meet up with like the president makes it cooler. Um, and the fact that they're the first ones that like get to area 51, which I think is kind of cool. So yeah, that's definitely my, my favorite one. Uh, what about yours? I think I'm in the same boat because I think, yeah, like, without Jeff Goldblum's character, like they're toast. They're all toast. Um, and I like how they sort of like interconnect at the end. Um, like that Russell case character, like kind of annoying, honestly, in the beginning, he has his little redemptive arc at the end. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I did like, I already tinted on it, the president and like his storyline. I thought that was one of the cooler moments. And then he interacts with Jeff Goldblum. Well, like he treats him like an equal, he treats everybody like an equal, um, which makes the mission actually like it. Inv- they invest in the mission and like, they want to do good by the president. So yeah, that's probably my favorite storyline. I would say. How about this president's voice, man? He, if we, that's all we need is a president with a voice that is just like low and it sounds like he smoked a pack of cigarettes before he woke up this morning. Uh, yeah. He's not messing around. He's a, he's definitely a, a good character and he's got some one-liners for sure. And just the way that he says them, uh, I can't remember any of the one-liners right now, but don't, or else I would do the voice because it's awesome, but it's, I don't know. I, I definitely do like him as, as the president. He's a strong point in this movie. He has the speech at the end, which I think everybody remembers about this movie. The speech right before all the fighter pilots go up to invade the UFO. I did like a lot of what he said there. We can't be consumed by petty differences anymore. Um, We will all come to this Independence Day kind of thing. Just a real hands-on lad. That's That's what America needs today. We need this president from this 1996 film to lead us into the promised land. I think you should maybe be required as the president of the United States, whether you have experience or not, to just fly a fighter jet one day out of the year. It just makes you so much, so much cooler. Fly a fighter jet, eat hot dogs. Yeah. Um, attend a New York Yankee or Dodger game. Yeah. I think we should judge our presidents a lot based on them throwing the first pitch too. Yes. Like I yeah, feel like this guy would throw a fastball right down the middle. <laughs> um, quit trying to solve geopolitical issues. Quit trying to solve <laughs> issues at home in the world. Just show up at a football game every once in a while. And you will gain the respect of many Americans, I feel. Kick a 15-yard field goal. Get the crowd just (laughs) real into it. (laughs) No, you can't. You can't kick. Not the kickers. We don't don't respect kickers in America. We should. We need to respect them more. (laughs) 
I bet this president, that would be his next line of duty, getting the respect for the kickers. <laughs> uh, let's talk. Well, you mentioned the other storyline, which is the Will Smith storyline. Uh, getting into this movie when I started watching it, I mean, it. I mean, I mentioned it when I introduced that we were watching this movie last time that Will Smith was in it. I kind of forgot that he was in it. He doesn't show up till the 20 minute mark. Uh, when he popped up, I was like, oh, yeah, I, for I forgot Will Smith is in this movie. That kind of surprised me that they waited so long. He's one of the main characters um, of the like 50 main characters that there are in this movie. Um, but <laughs> yeah, he showed up. He showed up pretty late and then he's in it for a lot of the rest of the thing. What surprised me about him is I remembered like when I watched this the first time, his little partner um, at El Toro or whatever, like I thought he would have been in the movie a little bit longer. Like it shows there like kind of buddy dynamic. And then that guy dies in like 10 minutes <laughs> by the alien. Um yeah, I thought like he was going to be more in the story. I did like Will Smith in here. A lot of um, cheesy one-liners, on-the-nose dialogue. One of my favorite moments. I think I would prefer, rather than watching this movie for two hours and 30 minutes, I would prefer just uh, Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith in an alien spacecraft um doing a podcast and just listening to that and viewing them talk to each other because that was super funny <laughs> dude the second that they get in that spaceship together the chemistry between them is perfect, perfect. and all yeah. i could I, all i could think was the same thing you said is like we should have had this way earlier in the movie it would have been so much better um because, yeah, that, the whole mission that they go on and all the lines like between them and they're so different. But at the same time, yeah, the, the chemistry between them is great. Um, yeah, that's a great point. I loved that section of the movie. Um, and I haven't seen. Have you seen the second one, the remake or reboot or whatever? No, and I will not watch it. Me either. I heard it's <laughs> terrible. And I mean, this one doesn't really get me fired up to watch the other one, but. Yeah, those two together, I need like a buddy cop movie with them. Yeah, they killed it. And I, my favorite shot in the whole movie is after they destroy the mothership and all that, they're walking back in that desert and they're just puffing their stogies. Will so Smith cool. has the glasses on. I was like, yeah. <laughs> so, so cool. I love that shot too. That was, that was actually, I wrote like two shots down and that was one of them because yeah. it was so cool it's like and they know that they just literally saved the world and they're just walking back like they know it and yeah that swagger is just on point yeah that was pretty sweet um the other the other shot or kind of scene that i mentioned or wrote down was the kind of aliens arriving scene um and especially when they attack that it goes on for i don't know 15 minutes it's like just 15 minutes of miniatures miniature buildings being destroyed one <laughs> after the other uh you know i i should have done this i should have counted how many cars flipped over uh <laughs> or just floating in midair <laughs> it's like 
It's like, how do we show that these guys are just destroying everything? Well, we blow up buildings and we flip over cars and you know what? That's all I got. That's the <laughs> only thing that we can do. Uh, but I did like the, uh, the like blue, green aqua light mm-hmm. shining on everyone's faces. Like that was pretty cool. I thought that that looked really good. Um, and that was one of the very few things that I thought looked good. We could talk about what looked bad because I would love yeah. to. Yeah. But yeah, that's that scene as a whole. I did. I found funny, and I also really liked it because it was it was kind of over the top, which I think this movie maybe needs some more of. It was. This is like the first evacuation scene, right? Yeah. This is well. This yeah. This is when the one it shows up over the Empire State Building and destruction. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there's a line. It's just some random guy looking at all the buildings, like literally just crumbling into ash. And this guy just looks up and he goes, oh, crap. And he just starts <laughs> running. <laughs> and then there's just, yeah, random cars just floating through the screen, flipping around. Um, man, if that dog wasn't going to make it, I was going to riot. Okay, I, I also was thinking, though, what, once I finished this, does he ever show up again? Like, we know mm-hmm. he makes it. He does? Yeah, he's there the whole time with the little kid. Oh, even in the end of the movie? Yeah. Oh, I must have just not been paying attention because I was, I was kind of upset. So, yeah, must have looked at the phone a couple times. I think, the, yeah, I definitely did that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think the last shot that I can remember him in is the one, like, Right before Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum go into the spacecraft. Oh, he's out there? Yeah, like he's out there with okay. the kid. Good to know. Good to know. I take it back. But yeah, if they were going to... There's no way they were going to kill off that dog, though, in this movie. Yeah, all I could think of was um, another Will Smith dog movie moment. Yeah. Um, I yeah. Imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, let's talk about how bad this movie looks. <laughs> Blade part uh, two? Question mark? <laughs> no, man. Blade was at least funny. This one stunk. Especially, I mean, this is this is rough because, I mean, this is, I don't know, two weeks after we've just seen Top Gun Maverick. Uh, the playing scenes in here were pretty, pretty, pretty rough. Pretty rough. I think the plane scenes were terrible. Um, the I wonder how they shot like the actual UFO, like the gigantic one. Like, how did they do that? Did they just like put like did they just like cut out styrofoam and put it above like miniature buildings and then shoot it that way? Because there's hardly ever really any shots where it's like actual people in frame with the gigantic UFO. I would like to know how they did that. Um, my favorite tech image or shot is the one again, it's at the end where Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith are with each other and they go to the mothership to like, uh, just attach the virus to it. Yeah. <laughs> and like they put the virus on and it's just the <laughs> loading screen and it just says uploading virus. <laughs> I, th- I thought that it was hilarious too. Like you can't, you can't give it some cool name or uh, nope. It's just virus. Like initializing whatever you want to call it. I don't know. They could have done something. But yeah, just uploading virus. <laughs> yeah, they could have made. 
they could have made some cool joke there or yeah, they definitely could have done something, but nope, just, yeah, definitely some nineties computer screens there. Yeah. You, you feel like blade was better tech wise. Um, blade was like, Oh, I'm, I'm thinking of that vampire scene at the end when they're all in the circle. That one's pretty rough. Yeah. But like the, I don't know, the blood and the blooded blade looks good. And I think this kind of gets to one of my critiques is that this movie takes itself too seriously. Um, like we, we could have had some way, some funnier moments in here. Um, but it was just, I, I thought it was trying to be like too serious maybe. So yeah, maybe I give Blade some points for that because I just think Blade's ridiculous. Yeah. I did the, did the wife of the president, did she need to die? That felt kind of forced. Dude, why is she, why is she even in the story? Like, I, maybe, she just happens I, to be I, in I, California too, away from the family. Yeah. And then she beats Will Smith's um, girlfriend. I, I, I don't know, man. What's going on? I guess they needed her. So like, will smith's girlfriend had that connective character because they all their stories are very singular at the beginning but then they all come together like russ meets up with the president and will smith meets up with jeff goldblum and yeah and how about yeah your wife dies you have a young child yeah, I'll go fly a plane to fight <laughs> yeah. <an alien. laughs> What I'm saying, man, we that's the dedication America needs today. <laughs> yeah, the the choice to kill her, I don't know. I do not know. I agree with you. I don't think she just needs to be in it at all, though. Yeah. Her character yeah. has little to no purpose. I did I did think that sorry, I'm going back to talking about what it looks like. Um <laughs> The scene with the alien when it's up close and they're like dissecting it. Um, that that I thought that that was pretty good. It was it was slimy, man. Um, so I thought that that looked all right. Uh, but yeah, so I give it I give it some credit there. But um, pretty much everything else, not not a. What did you think of just like the design of the aliens themselves? Well, you're referring to the scene where the crazy scientist guy says, uh, the microprobe thingamajig goes here. (laughs) (laughs) The crazy scientist that's just the archetype, psycho, weird hair, super out there. Um, I thought, like, for it being a 1996 film, like, I thought the aliens looked kind of cool. And, like, obviously, like, this is a like if we talk about like a like a summer blockbuster movie like this is that like yeah 1996 people are gonna go watch this movie i think the aliens were interesting enough they looked cool was that like an alien baby in that one where like they cut that they cut the main one open and then there's like another alien that pops out i couldn't tell because it made it look like I, I mean, I think so, but it also made it look like you cut it open and then you see like its head, its actual head, because then it, it it's still open and it's doing all these things and you can see it right there. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't I couldn't figure that out. Yeah. I, I, I was trying to wonder, like alien baby question mark. I didn't, I didn't know what was happening. 
Do you want to take a guess at how much this film made in the box office? Ooh, I'm not good at these. Um, let's go. I'm going to go. I bet it made a, just a ton of money. Let's go 500 million. So by definition, loose definition, like a blockbuster film is anything that earns like over a hundred million in the box office. This Independence Day, 1996, 817.4 million US dollars. That's insane. That, that is insane. That is that is insane. Let's see as I'm doing this. I just want to see like comparing that to like Maverick today. Um well, there people are saying Top Gun Maverick might break the billion barrier. Yeah, which I believe it might. It's past nine hundred million at this point. So that yes. Makes so what's another hundred million? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, eight hundred million for a nineteen ninety six, not good Independence Day movie. <laughs> yeah, I, whenever I. Whenever I see like a bad movie, um, that is one thing that I always go and look at because I'm like, well, um, the studio executives definitely don't care that it was bad because it made hundreds of millions of dollars. That's why we have three Jurassic Worlds that all stink, but they, they, they'll revive that franchise sometime in the future. You know why? Because it makes hundreds of millions of dollars. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something that's going to break your heart. No. Well, two things. You talked about it. Like, <clears throat> like movie studios don't care Like, if a movie's bad. I would agree. The Lost City, I just saw that last week with um, my wife and her family. Channing Tatum, Sandra Bullock. 187.8 million. Okay. For not good movie. Yeah. Um, the Batman. The one you love oh so much. No. Independence Day was like up in the 800 million mark. The Batman, yeah. 770.3 million. That blows my mind that a superhero movie, even though it's, I know it's DC and it's not MCU. Wow. That puts things into perspective. Independence Day. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's wild. I think it's. Anybody can watch this movie and get something out of it. Like, I don't think 10-year-olds are going into the Batman and getting incredibly jazzed. True. But I don't know. I mean, I didn't get jazzed watching Independence Day by any means. No, no, I didn't. I didn't feel much. Um, but if you were in high school and this movie came out, like, we'd be seeing it. Agreed. Yeah, it's like it's like the like Transformers. It feels like yes, Transformers. Yeah, that was Mike, an all-time any Michael movie. Bay movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and that's what I think. That's my kind of bottom line for this is that's what I put on my spreadsheet when I reviewed it. Is you you get what you came for, like. You're you're not really gonna feel anything. Your mind's not gonna be changed about anything. You're gonna see some guys fight some aliens, some explosions, and it's gonna be uh, 
uh, okay movie. Agreed. It's like the Netflix movie before Netflix is what I thought. Yes, this would be a great Netflix movie. That's a good point. Like if this came out like 4th of July day on Netflix, like literally everybody in America is watching it on that day. And Netflix would come out and say that it it received like 6.7 billion streams in one day. That's how they roll. (laughs) And then that's why they keep creating these subpar movies because we watch them. We're suckers. We are suckers, man. We are suckers. Um, I want to look up what the other one made. Um, Now you got me just thinking about box office numbers. I know. It's interesting to think about, right? It is. Do you want to guess what the the second one made? Um, When was it released? It was released um, in 2016. Okay, so well after. 20 years Independence after Day resurgence. I'm going to say 252 million. 389 million. Oh, I'm just a little over uh, 100 million off. <laughs> <laughs> That's chump change for these guys, though. Yeah, exactly. So, do you think that the execs were happy with that? Probably. I mean, I wonder what these budgets are. I'm sure they're making a decent profit. Yeah. 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 Um, but my next question, are you okay with that? Like, are you okay with these movies doing that sort of thing? Or do you wish like the Raging Bulls were the box office hits or, you know, those types of movies? No, it stinks. It really bothers me. It really bothers me. Um, I just because these movies fill up the, like, I don't think people complain that like, like fill up the theaters, which they do. My biggest thing is that money that you're giving to make Jurassic world three, to make another, I don't know, um, to make another fast and furious movie. That money could be going to somebody who has an original idea who actually adds something to like, the world independence day resurgence i'm guessing doesn't really add anything to the world <laughs> when when movies like i don't like more indie movies um even if they're not like super serious like wes anderson when he was making like indie movies like those even that style adds something different to yeah the movie sphere um so it, I, it will never end because it's all about money but yeah it bothers me what about you bothers me and it's only going to get worse yeah because i mean blockbusters typically like appeal to all age groups like i talked about this in film studies like blockbusters appeal to males and females both over and under 25 years old but primarily they focus on the males and females under 25 because like those are the kids who are trying to get away from their families for a couple hours and buy a movie ticket and things like that and so they're gonna have those special effects and those ooh and those ah moments which those indie films might not get um but the transformers sure will the independence day sure does um 
And, you know, I mean, the next generation is growing up and I sound like such an old head right now. Um, but like in an era, era where like instant gratification is praised, like the TikTok generation and the Vine generation, which started it all, which is our generation. Yeah. Um, like we just like to th- see things and we like to see those things happen right away. Um, and so they do that with special effects and things like that. And so I think it'll only continue to grow and it really does stink, but that's not to say that there aren't still good movies being made. I think I was listening to a podcast a couple weeks ago talking about like the future of movies. And I think there will always be room for original and creative fresh ideas because the world is always changing and like, we'll be able to tap into that and, you know, make something worthwhile, something that is going to actually be of importance. I don't really think any movie like necessarily matters in the grand scheme of things like food and water, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there will be some that will continue to be studied in film studies classes hundreds and hundreds of years from now. I do think that it is kind of cool that there is like a whole nother world of movies that you don't even know about. Like I didn't know about like indie films and films from like foreign films. Like I only knew Hollywood movies until I was like, was in college. Like, so that's kind of cool that if you like movies, you can, you can find that other vein. And then there is just like a ridiculous amount out there. Uh, So that's kind of cool. And you're right. There's definitely like, there's definitely new movies coming out that are amazing and awesome. Um, I just want them to keep coming out, which they will. You want to hear another um, heartbreaking statistic? I got one for you too, but yes, I'd love to. Um, Dora and the Lost City of Gold. This is the Dora the Explorer. August 9th, 2019. 119 million dollars this is gonna make my next one worse everything everywhere all at once what i would consider like one of the best movies to come out can i guess my life yeah you could guess yeah i would say this yeah everything everywhere all at once july 5th is when the hard copies are released the blu-ray physical copies i'm buying it I'm going to watch it yeah. four times in a row. Arguably the best movie that has been made in my life. Um, can't promote it enough. 78 million in the box office. Uh, 85.9. Less ah, than, I was going to say 84 less first. Than, less than the Dora Explorer movie. <laughs> See, that's, that's the problem, man. <laughs> and... Yeah, I, I, I think I want to end on that because I have nothing left to say. That that explains it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, that's sad. We started off very morbid with talking <laughs> about um, death by sleep apnea and then talking <laughs> about just the abomination that is the box office revenue. Um, but that's okay. We need these conversations every once in a while. It was um, it was a good tangent to go down because yeah, we, Independence Day did give us all that much to discuss. <laughs> I was going to say honestly, I didn't have 
literally anything really. Um, Maybe uh, I got one last question for you. This will get us kind of back in the actual Independence Day okay. movie. Um, did you have any Will Smith slap like repercussions from watching this movie? Like, did you think about that at all when you saw this? Um, I didn't, surprisingly. And I think that's the great thing. This is another thing I talk about with my kids. Like, can you separate the art from the artist? Like, these students are listening to, like, there's a guy out in hip-hop now. I think his name's Yeet. Like, Y-E-A-T, Yeet. Um, we brought up Lil Peep earlier. Like, these people don't do, and I'm assuming, right? We all do bad things, but like these, a lot of these people aren't stand-up role models, but we can still appreciate what they do in their art. And I think Will Smith's a great actor. I don't condone the slap. I don't think he condones it. I think he probably regrets it, obviously, but it happened. And, you know, it's something that's going to be a huge mark on his career, but that doesn't take away from the great performances he's given. I would say Independence Day is not one of those great performances. I think he did good, um, but it's not in the Mount Rushmore of Will Smith films. Um, yeah, what about you? Because that's an interesting question. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought about it the first time I saw him. Like, I was like, yeah, he slapped Chris Rock in the face. Yeah. Okay, then, then I moved on. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, no, I just... That's I I feel like that's kind of who Will Smith will be from now on is the guy who did that. Um, it's kind of I mean I got to go back to Kanye West. Like Kanye West became not the guy who makes music. He became the guy who like jumped up on the stage at the VMAs and um, did that to Taylor Swift. So I, it was just something that I thought about when it's just celebrities and yeah. Well, and it's always going to happen now. Like everybody's going to think about it. And some people yeah. are going to write him off and not watch the movies because of it. Right. Which is kind of a shame because I do think he's a good actor and he has a lot of films where there is a social commentary to be said and things like that. But like, I thought he was great in King Richard. He did wonderfully. Yeah. And yeah, I thought he fit into this movie really well and he, he definitely added to it. Um, I, I'm, he gave a good punch to that alien in the face. So, yeah, he had some cheesy lines at the end when, like, they get unstuck from the UFO. Um, he says, "Like, I ain't hear the fat lady sing yet." <laughs> or, and then he's like, "Elvis has left the building." Uh, I, I got one more line. Uh, it's not Will Smith; it's his buddy, the guy that dies. No. Uh, he says, let's kick the tires, light the fires, big daddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's a Twitter bio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that is the last thing I'd like to say about this movie. So <laughs> if you got anything else, go ahead. Um, just the fact that this all transpires within like a couple days is just outlandish. Um I do think it's funny how it is just so centralized in America and it's like, it just happens to be in the most popularized cities in America. 
Um, like they have to evacuate Los Angeles, New York, and Washington, D.C. Like if they had a fourth, it would be Chicago. Like just happens well, I to think, be- I think they say at some point that Chicago and Atlanta is like are destroyed. Oh, so I don't know if there were more there or what. Yeah, but they, they do say that at some point. Yeah, and like I wish they were able to put like more global involvement in it. And I know they did like they the American army sent a letter to the Iraq army saying that they're ready to start a counteroffensive strike on these aliens. But like you don't really see much of anything else other than that. I did like the speech. The speech kind of hinted at like a global community a little bit, but it did feel very nearsighted, closed minded. And obviously it's called Independence Day, 4th of of July, obviously American holiday. But I don't know, closed-minded, but whatever. Honestly, whatever. Or what is it? Honestly, never mind. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Okay. (laughs) See, I don't even know the title of it. (laughs) Um, What's your score for this masterclass of a film? (laughs) 68.5. All right. What about you? Um, I, I, I've changed my, I've changed it as we've talked about it more. It started higher and I've settled at a 70. It's like, it's fun to watch. Yeah. I, I mean, like I wouldn't watch it. This isn't one that I would be like, Oh, every independence day, every 4th of July, we need to go sit down and watch, watch this movie. No. Uh, so I, I, I'd be fine if I never saw it again. I'm watching Akiru every year for the rest of my life, at least once. Akiru and Independence Day are not in the same conversation at all. Yeah, and like, I'll I'll definitely like, you know, every Christmas I'll probably watch Blade. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I think Blade is, I don't know. I feel like Blade has its identity more than this film because this one, like, it's like, just a crazy outlandish alien story. And then there's like some heartfelt moments like blade knows blade knows its identity and it sticks to it the whole time. I like yeah. blade more. <laughs> yeah. Neither are good that. though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I need, but like, I want to watch the other blades. Like I, I, I like the first one enough that. Yeah. I'd watch. Um, all right. That's enough Independence Day. Uh, closing connection. How do you? How how do you? How do you do this? How do you uh, get this movie connected to our lives as teachers? Um, well, you don't. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. This is gonna be a quick one. Yeah, I'm just gonna act like the president in everything I do and be hands on, man. Get into that the battlefield with those kids get down on my knees and hands and really get my, my hands dirty and, you know, do the dirty work that they're doing as well. So just follow that president's lead and I'll be a better teacher because of it. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like I always get a little deep during this section and I can't, I just can't do it. I, they're the, there is nothing for me to to say. I took a lot out of me to come up with that, so I get it. <laughs> it's like, there's nothing. There is nothing. Absolutely. 
there there is yeah nothing <laughs> um love it do you uh do you want to should we take a little road trip to area 51 dude yeah just break down the fence and we'll report back everything that we see and tell ttf nation what's going to happen in the next 10 years Okay, t- you mentioned 10 years. Do you think in 10 years' time we'll have more information on alien life forms? Uh, and we will be coming back in, uh, in 10 years to see if you're right or not. To play it safe, I'm going to say no. We're not going to have any information. Because I feel at this point, like 2022, I feel like we would be darn near close to teleportation. And we're nowhere mm-hmm. near like self-sufficient or self-driving cars are barely scratching the surface. I thought those would be like abundant by now. Um, Yeah. Instead we're making Nicholas cage memes and things like that. (laughs) That's how we use technology. You know, we are the aliens. Like we are, we're the weird ones. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, yeah, as a human race, like, we're great, but we also kind of suck. <laughs> oh, we suck, man. We suck more than we're great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. What do you think? All right. Well, I would I would love nothing more to than move on from this movie. So what's... Give me your quick alien do? 10 years from now. Is that possible? Yes, no? Um, so? I feel like last year, some stuff came out that, like, the government, like, basically said, like, yeah, we think there's aliens. And they were like kind of official documents. So I feel like it uh, could happen, could happen, but probably not. I, I would I would love for nothing more than tomorrow. Um, they just come out and they're just like, yeah, there's aliens. We just don't know how to reach them yet. Like that would be so cool. I feel like that wouldn't be a huge revelation for me, though, because I'm already so like set in the mindset that there are aliens like. I want to see something more like communication, photos, evidence, yeah. something I can really solidify my stance. A picture would be nice. Yeah. Just, a, just one, one selfie from an alien. A mirror selfie um, from a Chad alien. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I did want to bring something back. Because um, I said I was going to mention Steph Curry again. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wrote down, um, I imagine fighting aliens would feel like watching the Celtics get killed by the Warriors. Like, no matter what you throw at them, they're just not going down. Unless it's a nuclear bomb, which may just deal with the Warriors once and for all. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I take that back. I take that back. I'm off the record saying that. Uh, you're, yeah, you're very right though. You just feel helpless. Yeah. That's the whole, yeah, that's the whole thing. But I do like your theory that they might just be incredibly inferior to us and we can just, um, create circuses out of them and make them our class pets. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. I doubt it because we're dumb, but exactly. we'll see. We'll see one day. I wonder if aliens have movies about us. Hmm. Hmm. And how we're depicted. Yeah. Probably dumb. (laughs) No, I I envision they picture us as 
Greek gods. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Yeah. One can wish. One can hope. One can one can hope. We're watching it right. next week. Abrupt transition. That's what we needed. Yeah, yeah. We're watching it. It's on Netflix. It's recently posted on Netflix, um, based on the Stephen King story. um, Came out in 2017. It will be the episode next week. that is that we haven't done a horror movie and so we're gonna um dabble into that and we might have some disparaging viewpoints here because x-ray is not a fan of the horror film um but we will see what happens next week with that x-ray do you have anything else you want to say have you seen this movie yeah but it was one where i was like not paying attention too much but you know all right. I'm excited to talk was, about it. That's all I was wondering. No, I'm I'm good. I'm done. Let's uh, kick the tires, light the fires, big daddy. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right. TTF Nation, we appreciate you. Um, this was more of a like cathartic episode where we're just talking about blockbuster box office revenue and things like that. But hey, thanks for listening in. Thanks for chatting. Independence Day. Until next time, do your homework. Stay up to date on things. Watch it. Go outside, for goodness sake. Do something fun. Ride a bike. Fireworks. Firework. Fireworks. Eat some hot dogs. Make a s'more. Kill an alien. Mm-hmm. And peace out. Peace out. Peace out.